Greetings, Alpha Seekers. Uh, we're doing some morning editions today for various reasons, uh, or this week, actually. Uh, and again, I'm watching CNBC, so you don't have to. Uh, the uh, There was a great interview uh, yesterday with a guy from Bridgewater, which some of you may know, Ray Dalio, who is uh, the author of a book called Principles, which I bought but I haven't read. And that's basically how he runs his life and his business and everything else. But there was a guy named Greg Jensen, who's co-CIO, that's Chief Investment Officer. And he laid it out pretty well here uh, in terms of the big picture. Uh, he said that it's pretty clear that the Fed's monetary policy is reflation, and that's pretty obvious, but... Uh, both monetary and fiscal policy have shifted from giving money to banks, in particular in the Fed's case, to direct injection of dollars into the economy, uh, which is within the context then of uh, real interest rates are actually negative when you take into account what minimal inflation we've got. So uh, where do you put your money? Uh, what does it do to stocks? Well, obviously, what it's been doing to stocks is just inflating the value of assets. And uh, so that explains why, yet again, you know, the NASDAQ is up half a point. Uh, gold is back down. The Dow is up 0.64% today. Uh, right out of the box, uh, S&P is up half a point. It just keeps on going up. Uh, so what he said is that the uh, today's environment in terms of monetary and fiscal policy is reminiscent of the 30s and 40s, the Depression, uh, the Great Depression era, um, so the biggest drivers become, and I've said this before, uh, the speed, degree, and effectiveness of policy response. And essentially, it's the Fed and the Feds. You know, the we don't live in a free market here. Uh, if we did, you know, we'd have a lot bigger body count for COVID, and we'd have probably more of a normal economy in spite of it, you know, because the people who die end up being people like me who are old and, you know, we don't have much time anyway. So uh, that's how it was in, in 1918, 1919 with the Spanish flu. Uh, you didn't see a big depression back then. But, you know, since we don't live in a free country, really, I mean, we have very regulated speech especially commercial speech. We have a very regulated public health sector. Uh, we have a very regulated market. Um, you know, basically the government is running the country and the economy, and we've got to recognize that. Uh, so there's growing intra- and international conflicts that result in an era like that. Uh, if you look at that 30s and 40s period, uh, the hard economic times led to Hitler in Germany and, uh, you know, to Tojo in Japan and uh, a worldwide war that was unprecedented. Uh, world 
War II, the big one. Uh, but in essence, the result of this reflation trade uh, means that you need to consider uh, asset allocation. And what he's saying is that uh, you should be positioned in gold and treasury uh, tips, they call them. Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, I think that stands for. Uh, the reality is, and I've heard this from other people, you know, the typical 60-40 bond stock allocation becomes kind of useless because the bonds don't actually uh, increase in value uh, when, when stocks go down. So you don't get any return on your, on your bonds. You don't get any protection in terms of uh, the, uh, the fact that bonds go up when stocks go down as much anymore. And, you know, my takeaway from that, and he's obviously about a million times smarter than I am. He's been working for Bridgewater, I think, since 1993. But I don't buy the inflation thing. I don't buy the gold thing. What it tells me is that instead of using a 60-40 allocation and trying to protect yourself against market declines with bonds, uh, and I actually, it seemed to me that my my portfolio did work that way, in spite of what this guy says, because I I was probably down 15% instead of 30, you know, overall, at the dip, at the trough, and, and now I'm pretty much back to where I was, or better. So... You know, I question, number one, uh, whether he's right about the way it's working now, but he probably knows more about it than I do. And number two, I question the inflation hypothesis. You're in a global economy. You're in an economy where the U.S. at least can print without, with impunity. So uh, what I think is that if, if indeed you're concerned that bonds don't provide the traditional protection against stock declines, then you should try to use puts. Uh, You know, options, puts, are basically a way to uh, buy insurance on a portfolio. So if the market today is like, uh, let's see, what's the spiders? The S&P 500 is at 33. 3547, which is over the 3400 Goldman target for the end of the year. Uh, if you think that's nosebleed territory, what you can do is buy puts and uh, protect your portfolio on the way down, at least for the portion of it that is in equities. And uh, now the problem with buying puts, it's like buying insurance, right? You pay a premium and that drags down your total return. And you have to know how to buy puts, too. But um, it's not that hard to figure out. And again, Dan Keegan, the options thinker, teaches uh, a course on options. And, I mean, there's other ways to do it. Read a book. But, you know, the the reason I got into options originally was just to protect myself. And I ended up being a speculative trader. And I speculated my way out of being an options trader back in the first decade of the century that turbulent time. But uh, nonetheless, my original idea was pretty good. 
you can buy like black swan puts you know you can buy them out uh, at, at any period in time not any period but lots of periods you could buy one at the end of the year and just let it sit there you can buy them in any quantity you want and you can basically buy a put to insure just about anything you can uh you know buy them to insure the s&p or the nasdaq or you can buy them to insure an individual stock you know so that's something to think about i mean if you're not a gold bug which i'm not and gold is kind of you know hitting the wall here uh gold went up to like almost 2000 and today it's down so, uh, and I talked to a guy, uh, P.J. McCarthy, who's actually Dan Keegan's partner. And uh, he's a guy who should have a podcast. I mean, my podcast is yeah, not exactly thriving, but, man, this guy tells a great tale. And he, he, he gave me a whole soliloquy about, you know, gold and that's just another currency, you know. So if you like being a currency trader, okay. But, uh, you know, you've got holding costs. I mean, you can buy the GLD, which is an ETF for gold, but uh, there's no dividend yield. You know, he he definitely favors stocks over gold, and uh, I'm not a big gold guy. But anyway, that's what uh, that's what Bridgewater thinks. And uh, he says that, you know, the the inflation signal will come. Because uh, the question is, if you buy into his thesis, then what's the timing of it? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And he figures that, you know, this all this policy is being made at hyperspeed so that the impact may happen much quicker than it usually does. Uh, but he still thinks the timing is uncertain, but if inflation gets over 3%, if you see dollar weakness, th- those are bad signs. And also if you see uh, something uh, in other countries that are not reserve currencies like the UK, uh, he thinks it could happen within 6 to 18 months. And and what, what he means by that is that when the the policymakers push these policy levers, they don't work anymore. Uh, in other words, the market stops buying debt. But I think the, the hole in that is, you know, the Fed will buy all it can eat. So I just don't know that uh, I buy his, his hypothesis, but it is very interesting and something that other people may, uh, may want to ponder. He thinks that the fiscal stimulus has lifted U.S. GDP by 7%, but because of this political uh, standoff in Washington, we're looking at going off a cliff here uh, in October particularly. Uh, But basically he says that we live in a world where the governments are going to spend and print until they can't, and the the wall they're going to hit is inflation. So we'll see. I do know a lot of people think that. Um, so we'll see what happens, as Trump says. But there's been basically, what he sees is a $25 trillion shift from, quote, nominal bonds to gold and TIFs. Uh, and the, he says basically the real return on equity is very closely linked to the real return on bond bonds. And since the bonds are negative, 
uh, you know, that's that's why there is no alternative. So uh, it's all going to be a rotation uh, to golden tips, tips according to him. So uh, we'll see. You know. Uh, meanwhile, the words I was hearing yesterday uh, almost sounds like some kind of a Billy Joel song. FOMO, MOMO, Tina, Fed and the Feds, and the trend is your friend. Um, that Fed and Feds is mine. You know, that's the Federal Reserve and the Treasury and the Congress, basically. Uh, FOMO being fear of missing out, MOMO being momentum, Tina being there is no alternative, and of course the oldest saying in the market is the trend is your friend, which is a, another way of expressing momentum. So that's what's going on here, you know. It's going up because it's going up. Um, I put out a post on uh, the LinkedIn page for uh, Alpha's Next, which is a screenshot. There's a market in elections. There's a market for everything. So there's a betting market for elections. And basically, this thing, this presidential race, is going back to a dead heat. And it's because of all this civil unrest. Uh, people are getting scared. I talked to a woman, friend of mine, who lives in the suburbs. She says that when they're listing houses out in the burbs now, they sell same day. And my house has been on the market for months. And, you know, we've had to cut the price twice. So the exodus to the suburbs is real. It was confirmed by Zillow. And they'll call it white flight. And uh, however you want to talk about it, we're talking about a degentrification of the cities. So uh, that is for real, folks, and it's driven by the civil unrest, but obviously the virus was the original uh, impetus. And, uh, you know, the work-from-home thing. So, uh, So that is happening for sure. And... uh, that's a powerful trend in real estate. So that leaves our, our cities in trouble, our states in trouble. Uh, Bill Daly was on CNBC today, and they asked him, you know, is Illinois going to go broke? Is Chicago going to go broke? And he said no. And I think they're counting on a federal bailout. But if this election uh, tips, then, uh, you know, I think the cities and and blue states are really in trouble because they're not going to get their bailout for another four years, and I don't know if they can make it that long. And they're going to lose population. They're going to raise taxes and lose population. It's a death spiral. But if Trump gets reelected, the market's going to like it, you know? And if Biden gets elected, then from what my guys are telling me, that's not going to be a big deal, at least in the short term. So... Uh, I read a quote here. I think I heard this. Uh, it's not a commercial I heard. Better to try and fail than than to fail to try, which I think is uh, probably good advice for those of us who are alpha seekers, although sometimes you regret even trying, you know. Certainly I've done that. Um, what else have we got today? Uh, one thing that occurred to me about or me and Trump, is, you know, I know a lot of people who are, you know, in my mind, like, you know, crazy progressive, and 
it was the V. I've asked them, you know, how did you get to be this way? You know, some people grew up in the same neighborhood. You know, one guy, he's like a foaming at the mouth, Bernie guy. Uh, And we went to the same high school, grew up in, I mean, he grew up on the east side, the real east side over by the mills, and uh, ended up being a state's attorney. And like, how did you get to be this Bernie bro? And he said, you know what, Vietnam radicalized me. And I know a number of people that were radicalized by Vietnam. And Trump is just as radicalizing as uh, Vietnam was. You know, the the violence in the streets is kind of, and I don't necessarily agree with Portland's mayor who blames the fact that people are trying to burn down his condo uh, on Donald Trump. But underneath that, there is, I think, some validity that the unrest that's happened since May is to some extent a function that people were already close to the edge based on their, you know, uh, hatred of Trump. Uh, And so he has been polarizing and and probably just as radicalizing of people who move from the center to the left as the Vietnam War was, which is quite an accomplishment, you know, because that, I thought, was the biggest, biggest divider of this country in my lifetime, at least. So, um, so I thought that, that was a insight worth sharing. Now, for those of you who have hung in this long, I am going to talk to you about uh, our sister company, Ventures Next. We're doing a $150,000 debt offering to pay down some debt, uh, refinance basically, and we call it the 10-10-10 deal, okay? So uh, we're looking to uh, to get you into a position of uh, private lending, two ventures next, in the amount of at least $10,000 for 10-month term, and we give you 10% interest. So, um, anybody who's interested in that, or if you know anybody who's interested in that, it's a pretty, pretty good deal. Uh, you can't get 10% real easy anywhere, and there's little, if any, repayment risk, because it's backed by both my partner and I, and we definitely have the wherewithal to make good on that, no matter what. So, uh... If you're interested or you know anyone who might be interested, please give me a call, 708-334-8414. Send me a text, uh, and we can talk. Um, I'll send you a little uh, descriptive sheet on it and uh, an email, basically, and then we'll draft up a, a formal uh, instrument if, you're, if, you're so des- if you so desire. Uh, the other thing is we are actively uh, running a biotech portfolio with our own money. Unfortunately, uh, we could not, due to the Byzantine SEC regulations, uh, make that available to outside investors at this point. Uh, we're getting a broker-dealer uh, affiliation, which should be happening here you know, in the hopefully near future. And... Uh, once we get that, we will be able to put something together for outside investors. But meanwhile, those of you who uh, 
did express interest in this, got an email from me. Uh, we're going to offer basically a, uh, a pre-launch subscription. And if you take us up on that, uh, we will give you any upside that is forthcoming from that fund uh, as if you were trading with us. So, uh, and then once, once we get you in the fund, uh, you know, we'll, uh, you'll participate right along with us on the upside and the downside. But for the moment, you know, we don't want you to miss out. So, uh, if you're willing to make a commitment to participate when we get our broker-dealer arrangement, we'll basically, uh, you know, once you're in, you'll get whatever we've made over that period of time, but we won't make you take any losses, obviously. So there's nothing but upside there, folks. So again, if you're interested in that, the number is 708-334-8414. So that's about it for today. Uh, Stay safe, live long, prosper, and we'll talk at you soon. Bye-bye.